Good morning, and thank you all for listening. This is week 10 of our weekend updates. And before we dive into everything, I want to take a moment to speak about the recent passing of Chandler Stalkup. For those of you who don't know, Chandler, a freshman defensive lineman at Rocky Mountain football team, went to a house party to pick someone up on the early morning of Saturday, October 30th. Apparently, there was an exchange that took place between him and one of the suspects. Both parties left in separate vehicles, and the confrontation continued until Stallcup was shot in a road near campus. Our thoughts are with Chandler, his family, and the community of Rocky Mountain College. Now, hopefully, uh, while that situation is extremely unfortunate, I hope that we can go into some positives, like talking about our weekend updates. So let's proceed with business as normal. All right. In Washington, we had your UW Huskies play USC, and they won 52-42. to Now, for those of you who didn't watch the game, it was back and forth all night long. I mean, the game literally felt like, all right, well, whoever gets the first stop is going to win this game. And it was pretty accurate, actually. UW scored on eight of their 11 drives and also broke the record for most points scored against USC, which, shockingly, was only 34. Uh, now, UW outscored USC 10 to nothing in the fourth quarter, and that truly was the difference in a game where they won by 10. Uh, player of the game, running back Dylan Johnson, who rushed 26 times for 256 yards and four touchdowns. UW will play a very tough Utah team next week. Your Wazoo Cougars played Stanford and lost 7 to 10. Those Cougs, they keep losing, and I, I, I don't know what's wrong. Potentially, I do. It's the run game. They can't run the ball to save their life. Save their life. The offense is inept. In the past five games, they've scored more than six points twice. And <laughs> let that sink in for a minute. We're at a point in the season where we need to ask the question, is Wazoo going to win another game? Are they? The season that started off with the Cougs going 4-0 and has now seen them lose their last five. The Cougs need to win two more games of their last three, and that's for them to make a bowl game. I don't know if they'll hit that mark. They still have UW, they still have Cal, and they still have Colorado. Don't know if they're going to make it. Wazoo will play Cal next week. Eastern Washington plays Cal Poly, and they won 48-13. So... Eastern wins to go to four and five on the season. Perhaps most impressive is the 31 points they scored in the second quarter, but I can't help but be concerned because in the second half, the Eagles scored just three points. And perhaps that's been the problem with them this year. Consistency for the year just hasn't been there. The player of the game is Demarcus Johnson, who had five tackles, including a sack and two forced fumbles. Eastern will play Montana State next week. Over to your PLU Lutes, who played Linfield University and won 19 and came out with a loss, excuse me, 19 to 42. Now, the Wildcats of Linfield remain on their march to an undefeated season. At one point, the score was 42 to nothing. For those of you wondering, yes, PLU did score all 19 of their points in the final eight minutes of the game. Linfield played amazing, suffocating defense, holding PLU to 102 yards of total offense through three quarters. Player of the game is quarterback Luke McNabb, who went 22 of 32 for 249 yards and three touchdowns. 
PLU will play their last game of the year next week against Puget Sound, a team they have beaten in their past two attempts. Linfield would look to stay undefeated against Whitworth next week. Their Puget Sound loggers played Lewis and Clark Pioneers and lost 24-66. Now, if you want an idea of where this game got out of hand, ironically enough, it's the second quarter. As you will see, it's a pattern for the rest of our games and also, as previously mentioned earlier, at one point, <laughs> At one point, Lewis and Clark scored 38 points in the second quarter and had 145 rushing yards to go along with 124 passing yards. A pretty nice balance. In a game like this, you wonder, if Lewis and Clark played like this all year, would they be in a better position? Meaning, could they be undefeated? Could they be battling for a better position in the Northwest Conference? The player of the game is Elijah Washman, who toted the rock 18 times for 176 yards and four touchdowns. He also had two catches for 19 yards and another touchdown. Puget Sound will play PLU next week, and Lewis and Clark will play William Met University next week. The Whitworth Pirates played the George Fox Bruins and won 24-13. Now, Whitworth continued their undefeated season with an impressive win. A win that included overcoming some adversity, such as an interception two fa failed fourth and goals, and a fourth-quarter deficit. Oh, and this was also a revenge game, considering the previous two attempts George against George Fox they had lost. Now, George Fox actually had a 13-10 lead with 14 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. The first second-half deficit Whitworth has faced all year except for Week 2. Clearly, the Pirates weren't phased since they scored three plays later with a 61-yard touchdown play. The player of the game was JT Munoz, who had seven tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. George Fox will wrap up the season against Pacific next week. Whitworth will play a huge game against Linfield next week, which we will touch on in a bit. Over to Oregon. Your Oregon Ducks played Cal and won 63-19. I mean, what, what am I supposed to say? You know, are we shocked? No. Did we know that, you know, the game was going to end this way? Yes. The player of the game is Bo Nix. He went 29 of 38 for 386 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. He also rushed five times and added in another two touchdowns. Six total touchdowns for this man. Oregon will play USC next week. Your Oregon State Beavers played Colorado and won 26-19. The name of the game was defense. Oregon State had three sacks, two forced fumbles, and managed to somehow force Colorado into negative seven yards rushing. Oregon State held Colorado to 52 yards of offense in the first half. Oh, and uh, when Colorado, late in the game, got within striking distance and could possibly win this game or tie it up to force overtime, they decided to kick it deep. What did Oregon State do? Did what they do best. They ran the ball and drained the clock. Game over. Player of the game, Damian Martinez, who had 21 carries for 115 yards. Dude, carried Oregon State to get another hard-earned win. Your Portland State Vikings played UC Davis and came out victorious 23-37. to uh, Excuse me, they lost 23-37. PSU head coach Bruce Barnum summed it up well. Quote, we were stubborn with the run game because that's who we are. UC Davis did a nice job of making sure it didn't go smooth. You take away our run game, we don't have, we don't need it. We need it to have some answers. That kind of sums up the game perfectly, doesn't it? The Vikings averaged 247.5 rushing yards per game. In this game, they had 89. 
albeit that number is somewhat skewed because they had a 24-yard loss on a bad field goal snap. But it still doesn't take away the fact that Portland State was just outclassed and beaten in every ass out of the game. PSU's loss pretty much ends any postseason hope they had, but they still have two games left this year, and crazier things have happened. Portland State will play Montana's. Will play Montana next week. Your Western Oregon Wolves played Texas A&M's Kingsville and lost twenty-seven to thirty-four. Western Oregon lost a tough game. They had chances and they were constantly in the game. They just couldn't capitalize when they needed. For example, in the fourth quarter, the Wolves had the score at twenty-seven twenty with about four minutes left. All they had to do was get a stop, but they couldn't. And Texas A&M Kingsville would score, putting the game out of reach. Western Oregon would add some window dressing, scoring a game with 30 seconds left, but it was a garbage time touchdown, and by that point, the game was decided. Shockingly, Western Oregon outgained their opponent 360 yards to 277 yards. The dagger, though, was the four turnovers that hurt the Wolves. The Wolves played their last game of the season next week against Angelo State. Your Pacific Boxers played against the Williamette Bearcats and won 64-6. Pacific had 21 seniors, and they got to close out their last game on their home field in amazing fashion. They had a school record 598 yards of offense. At one point, the score was 64 to nothing. This game was never close and was never in doubt. Player of the game, Braden Titus, who went 10 of 13 for 206 yards and four touchdowns. Willamette will play its final game of the year against Lewis and Clark, and Pacific will play George Fox next week. Your Eastern Oregon Mountaineers played Southern Oregon University and won 24 to or lost 24 to 41. But there's nothing better than a good old in-state rivalry. In fact, the game was somewhat dramatic. The Raiders went were down 17 to 14 late in the second quarter. Then they went on a 27-0 run to bring the score to 41-17. Nothing really more to hit on. But at one point, it did look like the Raiders might lose this game. Now the player of the game is Southern Oregon. Southern Oregon quarterback Blake Asiudu, who went 19 of 31 for 238 yards and four touchdowns. Eastern Oregon will play Montana Western next week, and Southern Oregon will play College of Idaho next week. Speaking of Idaho, let's go over there and hit on some games, shall we? Your Boise State Broncos played Fresno State, and they lost 30 to 37. Did you know the Broncos have a streak of 25 straight winning seasons? That also just so happens to be the longest streak in the NCAA. But to maintain the streak, they must win two of their next three games. To be fair, I don't know if it's going to happen. Now, going into halftime was almost perfect. The Broncos scored with about seven seconds left in the second quarter. They had the score at 13-10. to 10. All they had to do was do a squib kick, and they could go into halftime with momentum, getting the ball in the second half, and potentially scoring to make this game, you know, well, it would have been 17 to 13, and they can really take control. Instead, they kicked deep to Fresno State, who ran it back for a touchdown. Fresno State then got a stop on Boise State to open up the second. Then Fresno State scored on their se- scored themselves to make it 20 to 10. So now the score is 27 to 10 with that extra touchdown. And Boise State's stuck playing catch up for the rest of the game. It's never a recipe for success especially when you consider the fact that their team has been running in and off of Austin Gene team. Boys State will play New Mexico State next week. Your Idaho Vandals played Northern Colorado and came out victorious 27-13. You know, the score makes it sound close, and it, it was. It was actually nearly an upset 
The Vandals never trailed at one point, but I won't. Apologize. The Vandals never trailed, but at one point in the fourth quarter, the score was 17 to 13. Idaho scored a field goal to make it 20 to 13. And then with Northern Colorado, they thought, hey, maybe we can drive down the field, tie it up. Well, they threw a pick six, and Marcus Harris took it back to the house to make it 27 to 13. So this game's a lot closer than it sounds. It just so happened that Idaho, like a good football team, was able to overcome the adversity when they needed to to get those wins. The player of the game was Anthony Woods, who ran the ball 23, t- 23 times for 108 yards and one touchdown. Idaho will play Weaver State next week. Now, your Idaho State Bengals played Weber State and lost 21-33. to They felt each other out in the first quarter, but the second is where Weber State really took off. They scored 21 unanswered points and went into halftime up 21 to nothing. In the third, the Bengals did score. Weber State answered three different times, though. If not for a block punt that gave the Bengals a short field, the game would have ended with Weber State winning 33-13. Instead, Idaho State was able to capitalize off a 37-yard dart. The player of the game is Maxwell Anderson, who had three tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble. Weber State will play Idaho State next week, and Idaho State will play UC Davis next week. Over to Montana. Your Montana Grizzlies played Sacramento State and won 34-7. A huge win for Montana. As you can tell, the score wasn't close, and Montana won an amazing game. Sacramento State drew first blood, but Montana scored the next 34 points and outcame Sacramento State 547 yards to 268. The Grizz remain undefeated at at home and keep the postseason hopes alive. Now the player of the game. I'm going a little different here. Coach Bobby Hawk, who now has 124 wins, the most of any coach in Big Sky history. Consider this. The worst season Coach Hawk's career at Montana was his first year in his second stint, where the team went 6-5. and That's still a winning record. Long story short, Coach Hawk is a legend, and he's only 59 59 years old. He's got some more time to really up that record and make it almost untouchable. Who knows? Maybe he'll even add a national title to that list. The Grizz will take on Portland State next week. Now, the University of Montana Bobcats played Northern Arizona, and they won 45-21. Now, after a tough loss to Idaho last week, it it was nice to see Montana State rebound with a nice win versus an inferior Northern Arizona team. And how did they get that win? Well, they did it in typical Bobcat fashion with 343 rushing yards. Now, the player of the game is Julius Davis, who rushed 14 times for 80 yards and two touchdowns. Montana State will play Eastern Washington next week. Your Carroll Fighting Saints took on Montana Western, and they lost 17-38. Now, this is the game that I tabbed as the game of the week last week. And boy, did it live up to the hype. The game was pretty close until the second half where Montana Western just got a rolling. In fact, Carroll was up at half 17 to 14, but they couldn't score the entirety of the second half because the Bulldogs were feasting on a pass rush that was just relentless. They gave quarterback Jack Preka nightmares. Now the player of the game, we have multiple. Quarterback Michael Plandry, who went 21 of 33 for 388 yards and four touchdowns. He also rushed 12 times for 30 yards and one touchdown. Every time it looked like Carroll had him, Michael Palandry was just running around, evading the pocket, and somehow hitting Eli Norse on these random throws. I mean, it, it was just crazy to watch. Now, the D-linemen, now I, I have more players of the game. 
D-lineman Reese Arts, who had 2.5 sacks and six tackles. Linebacker Keegan Mufik, who had eight tackles, one tackle for a loss, and two interceptions. Linebacker Cameron Rusner, who had five tackles, a half tackle for a loss, and an interception, which he batted in the air to himself and then returned 53 yards and almost scored a touchdown. The game was amazing in Montana Western. And by The game was amazing by Montana Western. And we forget, but they might be undefeated had they not lost on a Hail Mary to College of Idaho back in week two, I believe. Now, College of Idaho, assuming they take care of business next week, will win the conference. Montana Western, on the other hand, as long as they take care of business next week, will most likely make the playoffs. Montana Western will play Eastern Oregon next week. Your MSU Northern Lights played Montana Tech Ordiggers, and they lost 0-28. Montana took Kurt. Montana Tech took care of business and won their game against an inferior opponent. I have one stat that will explain this game. Northern had 97 yards of total offense. The Ordiggers had 588. Player of the game, Blake Thielen, 19 of 31 for 302 yards and two touchdowns. Northern will look to end their season on a high note next week when they play Rocky Mountain College, although the game might be suspended given what we have hit on earlier. Montana Tech will play Carroll next week. Over to Wyoming. It's a party over there. They played Colorado State and won 24-15. Bowl eligibility for the Cowboys, and it comes in the 115th edition of the Border War. Wyoming is yet to lose at home this year, and that might be. And what might be most impressive is that Wyoming forced two interceptions in the third quarter and capitalized on both into turning them into touchdowns. Player of the game. For what I think is the first time all year, I'm giving player of the game to every single defensive player on the Cowboys. They held strong all night. They made plays. They made interceptions. They had fumbles. Props to the Cowboys defense because you guys played a heck of a game. Wyoming will play UNLV next week. Over to Utah where we had your BYU Cougars play West Virginia where they lost 7-37. to Now, BYU started a JUCO QB against a really good West Virginia team. They ran for 67 yards, which, as we know, if you can't run, you can't win games. BYU is one of the worst offenses in the NCAA, and that's an opinion, but it has stats to back it up. The Cougars had 98 yards and penalties, including one that called back an opening second-half kickoff for a touchdown. But with all this going on, BYU just needs one more game to reach bowl eligibility, which is crazy. BYU will play Iowa State next week. Your Utah Utes played Arizona State and won 55-3. I don't know what to say here. Utah's first 50-point game since 2022. They also had 513 yards of offense, averaging 6.7 yards per play. I think that's all I can really hit on here. Player of the game, Bryson Barnes, went 19-28 for 161 yards and four touchdowns. He also rushed seven times for 57 yards. Utah will play UW next week. Utah State Aggies played San Diego State and won 32-24. Now, double OT and a classic Utah State win. Now, Utah State, remind me if you've heard this, they won with a quarterback coming off the bench for them. Enter Cooper Legas. The Aggies have a knack for this type of thing, and they have now had 13 come-from-behind victories in the past three years since head coach Blake Anderson took over the program. Special teams can win a, ga- special teams can win a game for you, and as you know, they can also lose a game for you. Hear this out. Utah converted a fourth and down fake punt twice in SDU. Sorry, 
they converted their fourth and their fourth down punt. Well, SEU failed theirs twice. But on the flip side, this Aztecs, this Aztecs team blocked a punt with two minutes left that set them up for the game-tying field goal. From there, both teams would exchange touchdowns in the first OT. And then running back Robert Briggs Jr. would break off a 20-yard run for the touchdown. From there, Utah would clutch up, have an interception to end this game. Player of the game, quarterback Cooper Legas, who was 11 of 15 for 167 yards and two touchdowns. Utah State will play Nevada next week. Your Utah Tech Trailblazers played Albaline Christian and lost 7-24. Utah Tech lost its third straight game. They just couldn't get the offense going, and they were held to seven points in 313 yards. That's really all there is to say. Utah Tech will play Austin PA next week. Southern Utah Thunderbirds played Lincoln University in California, where they won 35-6. Now, senior days that culminate with wins are always amazing. As what is somewhat typical for the Thunderbirds, they went into halftime up 7-6, to six, but had a quarter in which they exploded. Enter the third quarter, where they scored three different touchdowns to take a 28-6 lead. Player of the game, Justin Miller, who went 17-30 of 30 for 252 yards and three touchdowns. He also ran in a touchdown himself, too, four touchdowns on the day. Southern Utah will play Stephen F. Austin next week. Now, the player of the week... Quarterback Bonix. There's really not much to say, right? Six touchdowns. He keeps balling out for this Oregon team. And honestly, if we're going to be real, if he has a couple more games like this, he might come back and take that Heisman from Penix, who is playing well. His team's playing well. But individually, he's not having those moments. Ever since his Heisman moment against Bonix and the Ducks, he's kind of fallen flat. J.J. McCarthy, I believe, is leading in his stats right now. I think he's like plus, I want to say like 1,200 to win the Heisman. So it's pretty impressive. The Kraken update for right now. They're now 4-6-2, and two, still sitting still sitting at fifth in the division. The Kraken are struggling to find footing. Matty Berniers is sitting at minus 11, and perhaps this is part of the Kraken's problem as their lines are not performing up to the standard they need to be. The power play is still a problem, and it makes you wonder, when are the Kraken going to turn it around? because it's a long season, but you would expect some improvements by now. The Trailblazers and the Jazz, I'm actually not going to hit on them much. Uh, the NBA season, the NBA in-season tournament here started this last week, and I want to wait till it wraps up to give some real thoughts. I think, you know, for as much hate as this in-season tournament gets and the fact that there's a trophy for it, which is ridiculous, I think it is going to give us a good idea to really be able to ponder on teams and go, ah, I think they're missing this, and I think they're missing this. So we'll go, we'll go in a little bit on that, I think, here, uh, in a couple weeks when that in-season tournament is done. Now, as far as the game of the week, which is what we're all excited for, right? Linfield versus Whitworth. Both undefeated. Winner wins the Northwest Conference and gets an automatic bid to the postseason. And Linfield has won their last 33 conference games. But that last loss, 34 games ago, came against Whitworth at Whitworth in September of 2018 where Linfield lost 19-14. This game is huge, and I think it's 50-50 either way. Now, I'm going with the upset here and saying Whitworth wins in an absolute nail-biter, 32-35. to All right, guys, it's Jay. That's my prediction. I really hope you love this podcast. It's a little different. Uh, you know, we decided to save the game of the week for last because I thought that'd give a little more uh, excitement to it, but... Let me know if you think Linfield and Wentworth is going to be a good game. I think we've had some really good games this year, and I'm excited to see where everything goes.
As always, leave comments, send an email, reach out. We got TikTok, Instagram, X slash Twitter. Whatever you feel is best to reach out on. We even have threads. So however you want to get in contact, get in contact. Let's keep, keep making amazing, amazing product. All right, guys. Have a great day, and I will talk to you guys next week.